To We Talk Facts on 937 The Ticket at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Strick and Lester. Yeah, we're back on WTF 8 to 9 right here. Thank you guys for tapping in and chiming in and listening in on the stream as well as Allo Channel 951. We appreciate you and your support continuously. Doc Ostergaard, former trainer at the University of Nebraska. For football, base, baseball, basketball, volleyball, track, Hockey, soccer, bowling, everything. He did it all. Doke is joining us on the stream today on the Sutter Heyman text. I'm on the Sutter Heyman stream line. Streaming for us here on WTF. Listen, Doke. Stricky knows that me and Cluster are on the top of the totem pole. Okay. <laughs> we us. And we're appreciative of the love. But now let's really get into the juicy part of things. What is it? Who is it? It doesn't matter, man or woman, or even young man or young woman. Who is the individuals to where you just roll your eyes back and just say, oh, whoa, the things (laughs) that I heard from him or the things that I listened to when he was sitting on the table with me or she? Who is that? And who are a couple of those individuals? We got to get a couple, Doke. We got to get two. some stories. These two, Doke. Oh, well, there's there's too many. You know how many, <laughs> char- you know how many characters came through. Oh, there. yeah. It, oh, yeah. And Cluster, just when you were on the team, the number yes. of stories just in that era. I know. But I if, know. I just do, if I just do a, a quick overview, like one of the first guys, I was a student trainer, Mike Rogier's on the team. Mike is a character. Right, yes. he just walk in and entertain. He should be a stand-up comedian, is what he should have been after football. Yeah. And there, and this is too long a story. There's a story about going to a camera store with him down in Miami. Um, <laughs> I mean, we left practice together with the student manager. He wanted to get a camera, and and he went and did some willing and dealing with these these guys that own a camera store. It's too long a story. Mike, yeah. a lot, lot of great stories, but that that also at that year, you know. Uh, in the 90s, football got a lot of coverage and whatnot. But that that year, it was like there wasn't many teams, like the top. And so Nebraska football got treated like rock stars. It, just, yeah. it was incredible for that era. Then you go to um, a guy you guys are probably not familiar with, a guy named uh, John Rochelle. Okay. He's, a lineman, okay. he's a lineman for Texas. And it's the same guys. You go through a week, school and stuff, maybe you don't hear anything. A weekend comes around and Monday, you're like, it's the same guy. It's the same crazy <laughs> stories, right? <laughs> this is a, this is one quick story as, as, as it goes with John Rochelle. He shows up. He's a freshman. There's no NIL deals. You're not, you, and weekends, it was tough to find something to eat and everything. Oof. Yeah. Oof. East, East Park. Out at East Park, one of the radio stations was doing a competition, crazy man competition or something like that. As as it goes, I didn't witness this. Knowing John, I wouldn't be surprised. This has to be true. <laughs> he he shows up out there and he's got two kiddie pools, and one he puts like glue in, and the other he puts feathers in. He gets in, rolls around in the glue, gets out, rolls around in the feathers gets out and sings the national anthem and, and wins the competition for like a thousand dollars. Wow. Hey. Well that's now listen, I got to make money. I got listen, 
you're absolutely right, Doke, about that situation because Terrence kills me and he throws this one out all the time. And I'm glad you probably didn't hear about this one, but I'm sure <laughs> it did run the circle. There was a there was a night at this um this bar is out in West O. It used to be one we used to go to. I can't remember the Royal name. Grove. You're thinking Royal Grove. Grove. Oh, that's that, it. That's on Cornhuskers. Royal Grove. John so Michelle we, would have been there too. So so look, they had an amateur strip night at the Royal Grove. That was my East other. Strip. You're taking my story. That's my other one. I was going to tell about him. Go ahead. You Eastrick goes in there. And sets it off, dope, and no. won a pair of Jordans in that joint oh, and a hundred bucks. Man, you were, I did. I, you I did. I got out and got, got, oh, yeah, man. I got down to my skivvies. They had Eric with a thong, 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 thong. thong. Oh, <laughs> that's, that, that's sad. Man. That's sad. Yeah, bro. So um, it's it's ironic you mentioned that because that was John Rochelle. Yeah, I'm I'm walking by the equipment window one night after practice, and I'm like, what in the world? Rochelle's having a visor put on his helmet. He's like, he's an offensive lineman. Not many guys had visors in. I'm like, what, what in the world are you doing? He went to Royal Grove, got in the competition, just wearing his helmet with a visor. See, there you go. Harrison, listen, the next show that comes on, we, we need to play Cisco thong song for my man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, though, it was, it was a wild time. And, and my boy, that. I should, uh, yeah, I tried, I, I tried to hold that one from cluster. That is a WTF moment. That was a WTF right moment. Now. It sure was. Dope, real quick, was you, was you, was you with us when we won the big eight tournament down in no. Kansas city? No. Um, I was, I think the year before when we got runner up, it was my last year. Does that sound right? Did you win it? Yeah. The year? I think we won it my sophomore year. So that would have been, uh, two years. 90, yeah. Two years later. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you guys won it. You guys were runner up when scales and, uh, rich King and, and all of them were there. Number, yeah. number three seed in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, finish, yeah. finish rank, finish rank eleventh. Oh yeah, almost top ten. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. In some in some it was nine. Thinking a couple of uh, polls. Well, and we could we could spend the whole evening just talking about that year. That about group. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's. Yeah. The that, that, that had to be a clip scales. Group. All of them. Yeah, they was wild boys. We, and, I, and, and for Strick's benefit, I got to tell. There's another guy that's. He's he's not crazy like John Rochelle, but Kenny Walker, right? Oh you guys, yeah, you guys know Kenny. Yeah, yeah. Kenny Walker. Great Kenny, yeah. he's not deaf. Yeah. Deaf, yeah, great guy and a, and a character all in his own right. Like I don't even think he knows he's deaf. But um, Kenny was a he was a hoopster. Did you, oh yeah, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, so I I was good at recruiting intramural teams, three on three teams, whatnot. Matter of fact, I had Jamar Johnson and Kenny on an intramural team at the same time. Oh, that was time. a killer wow. team right there. Yeah, but when they first started doing three on three tournaments, they had uh, they had one out at the uh, fairgrounds. Kenny's on on the team. We got Joe Sims, who was a big uh, D yeah, lineman also. Yep. But you needed those big bodies in those three on three tournaments, right? Mm -hmm. I hadn't played a whole lot with Kenny, but he's out there at the wing guarding his guy, and he's off him several feet. And you can tell the the guy he's guarding is kind of confused. He's like really you're just gonna let me shoot this just, and, and so he kind of hesitates hesitates says you're like all right i'm gonna go ahead and shoot it and kenny's off him a ways but kenny goes up and blocks it and then he then he gets the tip and he lands and he's straddling the three-point line he takes one dribble off two feet and Bang. slams it 
Yes. Bang. Wow. Yeah, he had that kind of spring spring. Yeah. Yeah, there's then, no question. In that mm -hmm. in that same tournament later, we were playing a, a group of guys. I think they were wrestling guys before they had Dana Jensen and those guys, but they were tall. And in our rotation, I ended up guarding one of these tall guys who came baseline. I I stopped him along the lane and he's gonna shoot over me. I, he's too tall. I'm just standing with my hands up. I feel something on the back of my head. I can't figure what it is. Kenny's man's on the other side of the lane. Kenny jumped up behind me. And the guy, just as he's releasing the ball, it's on his fingertips. I look up and I see Kenny and he swats the ball and blocks it. He's jumping over me to do that, right? Broke the guy's hand. <laughs> oh, dang. Yeah, wow. he was strong as an ox. There's no question about that. Doke, I want to talk to you about, okay, so here you are, the trainer. You have to report back to Coach Osborne, okay? Mm -hmm. Everything that's going on in the program is all going through the training room. So kind of tell me how your relationship with Coach Osborne developed. And even to this day, I know you guys still have this little back and forth going on. I know that Coach Osborne would harass you. You would harass Coach Osborne. And everybody used to just look back and just laugh at these two guys just kind of going at it. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah, um, I think I don't. I don't know. There, there. Coach was special in that it didn't matter if you were the student trainer or whatnot. He made you feel involved, so that gave me somewhat of a comfort level. Even though a lot of people back in those days were intimidated by him, and I kind of made up my mind. I'm like, I'm just going to treat him like I would one of you guys. I'm. Why, why is everybody scared? Scared of this guy? <laughs> And then um, there was Coach Osborne had his knee scoped and he'd come down, he'd go and see George, George would take him back, put him in the whirlpool. And uh, then George would go back in his office and I'd be out in the training room and I'm watching coaches in the whirlpool. George is in his office. George is falling asleep. Coach is still in the whirlpool. I'm like, do I go get George? Do I go get coach? couple times i start off with my george coach is done he'd come out and then after two days of that i just thought i will let george sleep i'll just go get coach and I, <laughs> and uh and so i just started doing his rehab like i would anybody else well he hadn't really been working on his motion much i'd been watching you know what they're doing it's like well um and even with a simple scope it can be pretty painful to get your knee flexion back and whatnot so i've got him laying on the table face down and I'm pushing and, you know, you're kind of waiting for some feedback. Somebody tenses up, you know, you're pushing hard enough or not. And I'm pushing I'm like, all right, he's doing pretty good. And he hasn't said anything. And then pretty soon he's just like, Doke, I don't care how hard you push. I'm not going to scream. <laughs> and that's how subtle he was. Yeah. 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 I mean, I remember, I remember you're absolutely right. It, it is it, it is so calm and soothing when Coach Osborne would would speak to you. I mean, Cluster shared a story with me, and before I share this one, and then we got to take another break. But Cluster shared a story with me that had me almost in tears about when they were actually at a a, a bowl game at, at the Fiesta Bowl, and I I literally teared up because it was so emotional that when Coach Osborne spoke it was it was power but it was still with calmness mm -hmm. yeah. and words had deep meaning 
and it literally would move you to action. And I thought that was so beautiful. And it even moved me so much to action that I I came out to practice one a few times when I'm walking in the halls. I'm walking in the halls a couple of times and I'll let you answer before we go to break. I'm walking in the halls and every time I see a coach Osborne, part of me wanted to turn the other way and duck. Um, <laughs> but he would just walk by me and say, strict, just like, just like you said it strict. When you're when coming you're, out for football, <laughs> when you're coming, <laughs> it, it, would, just, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be nothing else. It's just when you're coming yeah. and then keep on walking. Good to see you. I came on out. I sure did. Right. Go ahead. And, and speaking it. So a couple things here. Speaking of characters also, Clusher, you remember how Tommy, Christian, Raymakers, some of those guys would interact with Coach and just would but uh backing up for when I was getting to know Coach on his rehab then. Believe it or not, at, at some point he decides he wants to have a little wager on uh, the Nebraska basketball game with me, right? Mm. And of course, I just got done working basketball, so I had a pretty good idea who was good. It was going to be too easy because it was going to be straight up. You didn't have to give any points or anything. It was a tail end of the season, and any time I'd win, he'd give me – it was $5, and he'd pay me. I felt terrible because it, it felt like I was taking his last dime. Oh, here you go, dope. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, we, we get to the end of the year, and now I'm up like 10 bucks. And I, I think, how am I going to get this back to him? I said, Coach, I'll, I'll bring donuts up. Well, Doke, I don't eat donuts. And then <laughs> I said, well, I'll bring, I'll bring bagels. No, don't eat bagels. I'm walking through the bookstore at the Union. Just by chance, I go by and there's a, a table with some books on sale. Right on the corner, there's a paperback. And it's the title of it is The Winner's Guide to Sports Betting. It's $10. I grab it. <laughs> I, I get back to the stadium. I open it up on the title page and I put coach. Hope this brings you better luck. Doke. Right. That's, That's dope. That's classic. Yeah. Well, so then, so then it gets even better. Dave Finn is going around taking pictures for a recruiting brochure and they're using film before, you know, before the digital stuff, right. Takes pictures. Well, he's got some film left. He's like, coach, you need to, just use up the rest of this film, sit on the edge of your desk, act, act natural, blah, blah, blah. He sits down and he happened to pick up that book and he opened it to the title page. Now, Finn is going through looking at the negatives, you know, the itty bitty negatives. And he happened to see this and he's like, hey, he wants to use this uh, because it looked good. But he he was able to see like, Doke, there's a book that you signed up there, but it's got this title. I can't use that. And it's betting. But Finn, Finn gave me a copy. I got it framed, and I got the two five. Oh, oh this. So. <laughs> nice. That's so amazing. Well, once again, second segment here with Doke Ostergaard, former trainer at the University and of Nebraska inventor, and, and inventor. inventor. We're going to get into that when we get back. Get we'll talk about some of the things that he had the opportunity to invent. And uh, we'll join him in, in that conversation when we come back right here on 93.7 The Ticket. <laughs> 